Welcome to the... Why am I doing radio voice? That's weird. Hey, it's the Lo-Fi Top 5 and we're here. What's up, Jer? <laughs> Head on down to Bob's... <laughs> it sounds like we were about to do a live read of some like local like car store sale or something. You know what it is? I'm going to give a shout out to another podcast right now. So have you ever listened to Dak Shepard's Armchair Experts? Uh, I listened to one of them. One, it's in my. I've subscribed to all the podcasts now, so no, not, not really, but once. Okay, so I love him, and, and it's a really, really interesting podcast. He's he's a very fun host. Um, but when they when he opens his show, he does welcome, welcome, welcome. And so for some reason, I think that was just in my head, and so I just like dropped into random radio voice for no apparent reason. Anyway, hey, it is the Lo-Fi Top 5, and this week we are doing our Top 5 non-actor in a non-cameo role. Uh, Jeremy, how'd that go for you, bud? It was awesome. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I uh, I had a lot of fun making this list. I, I don't know what, where my head went to, like, just running through movies in my mind and all of a sudden having these, oh my gosh, that guy was never an actor or, or things like that. I said that guy a lot because, you know, I'm, I've, I've fully can't stop saying it since the episode a few weeks ago. But I had a lot of fun with this. I got to be honest. How about you? Uh, I also had a lot of fun with it. The, the thing that I found challenging, but like in a fun way, is what constitutes a cameo and at what point do you just become an actor? Well, yeah, there, there's definitely an interesting nuance here because I had to decide, like there's even a pick from this one, or not a pick, somewhere in Pong, where give it five more years and you'd be like, no, that person's a full-on like right. actor. Actor. You know, actor. Uh, and, and given that we were trying to really like hone this into like really the spirit of it, not, you know, not adopt, like, I was I was going back and, and having a wrestling debate with myself on like, does Frank Sinatra count? Right, <laughs> right, yeah. You know, yeah. Well, that's why it was fun because like for me, very similarly, I was like, there's a lot of people who were who have become actors, although that's not the first thing that you would think of them as. But in order to make this list more challenging, because I can't help but hate myself. Uh, I sort of just removed all of those people. So like if I consider you as a, if actor is in your byline, I kind of didn't want you to be, a, I didn't want that to be in here with a couple of, of exceptions because I break my own rules all the time. So anyway, you know, that's just where we're I, at. I have, I have one of those exceptions. One? Yeah, I think I have one of those exceptions, but a general agree. One, once we sort of narrowed down and said, if we look at them today and say that person's an actor, they're off the list. Right. Like, like a great simplest greatest example is that you know go all the way back to filming commando and decide back then schwarzenegger was a bodybuilder who had done sort of a pseudo documentary about bodybuilding right right not an actor right absolutely but but, to, but today it doesn't count and so once we got through that point it actually got Obviously, it was like, oh, I had some good folks, but it got more challenging and more interesting, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of interesting, I am interested to know what your XLS looks like this week. Do you have a spreadsheet? Uh, this time in Google Sheets, I have a... Just kidding. I wouldn't want to rile up our longtime sponsor, Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, right. Gets all of their office referrals through our podcast. Uh, no, my, my spreadsheet this week 
here's what we've got. We got movie and cast because I like going there. I put rewatchability in because it's sort of becoming another staple for me. I, I just sort of, I just like it. I like it as a factor. Yeah, what can I say? That's a good factor. Plus, the further I go down this path and realize that it doesn't really matter what I put in my spreadsheet, it's just whatever I feel like picking. You know, having the categories makes it just more fun to talk to you about. Fair. Yeah. And now for the four unique uh, columns for this week's entry, I have screen time. Yep. Because I did feel that was relevant. I have what I wrote in all caps with an exclamation point, acting. <laughs> right. Yeah. Acting is important in this one. That would make sense. Yeah. And so this is my my feeling is were they acting apart or were they sort of just them on a screen? Right. Fair. And it's really hard for I mean, look, I made up numbers because who knows? But you know, I like thinking about it. I tried to think about it. I like it. I have spin-off potential. Would I see a movie Ooh. with that with that non-actor in a much longer role or not? Oh, that's fun. Interestingly, almost exclusively no, by the way. Very low scores for most of the parts. That just made my sheet. Maybe uh, maybe your list would be, would be a little different. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about mine already. Yeah, let's. Well, well, we should touch on that as we go on. <laughs> I think that's the most fun one, but I think the one that actually, for me, felt the most grounded for the category was irreplaceability. Mm. Could I just not see this movie with a, Could I see this movie with a different, whatever, athlete, singer, whatever the person was? Or not. Yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, yeah, that would be tough with some of mine, actually, now I'm thinking about it. But that's fun. That's Yeah, that would be grounding because that, that, I like that because it kind of plays into the acting part, right? Like, you like I imagine those two scores have to correlate relatively, at least to some extent. Like, if one is high, the other one you would think is probably high because you can't be irreplaceable and be a bum actor. Funny you should say that. I have two where it's not, and that's sort of why, why I think the, the – it became one of those. If I had like, if I had actually filled out like the Jeremy's pick slash nostalgia column, that would be the correlating factor. Wow. Okay. Well, I, mean, I want yeah. to point those two out to me because that's interesting. Okay. All right. Which means that we should get into Le Shawshank. Jeremy, do you have a category defining Shawshank entry this week for a non actor in a non cameo? I, I do. I've got one. How about you? I so. I, no, I'm going to say no, just because I'm kind of hoping okay. that you, you use the one that I want. <laughs> I, I think this, this might be the like, Shawshankable one. Like, like this, I was really thinking about this as, as one of those things. It might not be a natural come to mind, mm. but I, I think it's the one. Okay. And it's a slight bummer because I would actually enjoy talking about it, but I'm going to play by the rules. And should we Shawshank not talk? 1987? Yep. Metacritic score of 77. This is what I wanted you to do. This is the one. This is the one. So the five words I'll give you are after he left the ring. Anybody want a peanut? <laughs> so Andre the Giant and the Princess Bride defines a non-actor in a non-cameo role. Yep. And is my not actually a very good actor, but utterly irreplaceable and so that's funny and in that context it, yes i agree <laughs> right couldn't just get some big guy it, it, i mean they could have right there's a lot they could have done no but it wouldn't have been the princess bride we know and love i agree yep nope i agree shawshank accepted awesome 
And then if I have my little notes right, you're going to kick off our uh, our top five list for the week. It's going to, I'm going to trust your notes because you are the keeper of picks and I never know what's going on. So, okay. Who knows? <laughs> I, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, if you notice that JT starts a lot, it's because I just lie to him every, every two weeks or so. Yeah. And I don't keep track and have no idea what's going on. Uh, okay. I'm going to start with my least favorite of my picks, but one that I really do like. So uh movie came out on December 22nd of 1999. Uh, it's got a 52 on the old Metacritic, uh, which I think is like a little low, but not like aggressively low. I got no guess so far. I got no guess of your middling choice. Yeah, I have a feeling you're not going to, this movie didn't make your list, but that's okay. No problem. Uh, I'm going to go with James Woods and Bill Bellamy. <laughs> James Woods and Bill Bellamy. Night, what was the year? 1999. James, Winter, that's around contact time, but it's not contact. No. Uh, and it's not No Way Out because that's like the 80s. Right. All right. All right. Give me your five words, please. Let the man play. Let the man play. Bill Bellamy. Now I'm thinking of a movie like a biopic, like a Ray or something, but it's way too early for that. Yep. So 99. Uh, um, I'm still assuming it's music related in some way. It's not. It's not. Let the man play. Let the man play. Play ball. Play ball. Baseball. <laughs> was he an agent? No. I think he did play a movie where he was an agent, though. All right. You you got me with this one. All right, so here is I'll give you some of the, I'll give you two more big cast members and let's see if that lands the plane. Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx. So it's any given Sunday. There it is. Yep. But who? Lawrence Taylor. Oh, I forgot he had a role. I haven't seen this movie since it came out. So first of all, this movie I think is underrated. Like I, this movie got a lot of grief. It's long. <laughs> like um, in researching it, I found out there's over three thousand cuts in this film, which is abs- absurd. Um, Oliver Stone, but I actually thought he was really good. Now, the thing that's interesting about first of all, like LT is a monster. Like in real life, like he is. He was one of the most terrifying people to ever play football. And there's a lot of scary dudes in football, and LT is like. He's Mount Rushmore. He's the first head, like LT. Oh, for sure. And and he like I can't even imagine how big he might be next to me. By the way, by the way, could have been Andre the Giant. Could have been a Fezzik. Could have been a Fezzik. <laughs> yeah, for that sure. Worked. In, in, in the two thousands era reboot, I take LT as Fezzik. I think that'd be fascinating. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, look. The only thing, the reason that this one was kind of like on the on the fence for me is I don't know how much acting he did right like he's playing an unhinged dude with an aggressive amount of concussions that defines himself through football and doesn't know what else to do with his life and needs to be on the field i mean stretch Eh, maybe not maybe he's just kind of being himself but it was long after his career and to to use your rubric i don't know that anybody could have done it like he did because dude just him and the gold tooth and the intensity and the scary like he's just so scary um, I actually thought he was really good in this and the movie kind of needed him to, to do that. And so, yeah, I just feel like LT he's done some other like mild random. He's got like 15 total acting credits. Almost all of them are voiceover work and video games, which makes sense. Cause his voice is fun. <laughs> and I think he's been on like one TV show or something, but 
Like you're not LT's not an actor. Like he's he's LT no. forever. Could who would be more intimidating IRL for you? LT or or Ocho Cinco? Oh, LT. Yeah, he's a little. He's got more of that crazy eyes, doesn't he? Yeah. So here's like Ocho Cinco's a lot of. He's like a, a prankster. Terrell Owens is a little scary because I feel like he might be unhinged. But like the real question would have been like, who do you want to ride on a subway with less, Lawrence Taylor or Bill Romanowski? That's tough. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, LT definitely. I mean, especially having seen the movie, like he definitely pulls off the crazy vibe pretty easily. Big time. Big time. Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't want him staring you down, giving you the look. You looking at me, dude? I played football. I was a linebacker. I cannot imagine looking across the field as a quarterback and having that dude look me dead in the face. I. That's why I probably played defense. Just no, like just no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I think it's by the way it's a fun pick, especially because it is a movie. It's a very like misfitty kind of movie. Right? It it didn't. It didn't follow a lot of, uh, of, of Stone's patterns, which I think didn't serve it well. Yep. It came at a time where other sports were, movies were just kind of more fun. A hundred percent. Well, listen, the fact that like this is, you know, this came out in 99. They were discussing concussions, right? Right. Pacino, like this is a dark movie. Like Pacino actually is on record as saying he loved, this was like a, a nice like sort of respite from what he usually does of gangster cop stuff. But like this was like a challenging dark movie. Also, like L Cool J and Jamie Foxx got in a fist fight a few times on this set. Like a lot of stuff. Oh, did they? oh yeah, big time. Because it was a highly competitive set, from what I've read. I say that like I was there. Um, but yeah, I just like it was a different kind of movie. I, that's why I said Fifty Two. I think is a little rough. It definitely isn't. It's not creeping into the high sixties, but it's probably like closer to sixty in my opinion. Yeah, it's a watchable movie for sure. Like Fifty. If I see Fifty Two on Metacritic, I assume like it, it's just basically an unwatchable mess. Yeah, it's it's definitely too low. The only thing which this is on brand for Oliver Stone is if if memory serves, it's long. Like like it's too long. Yes. <laughs> it's too long, and it, and it's not having enough fun with itself. Like it, I don't know. I'm trying to think of like on the really heavy sports movies. I I, I don't think you can do it in a sport like football. I think you can do it with some of the other sports, like they have done. I think football is just really a hard one, because as we can see by like just the way football fits into culture, we kind of either want to like football or really not like football. Yeah. There's, you know, with baseball, you can be all over the map, so you can make fun of it. You can play along. You can go heavy. You can go light. You can do, yeah. you can say so, anything yeah, I'm, listen, listen, any given Sunday is on my list and it's, it, but just for the record, it's two hours and 42 minutes long. Yeah. And I don't think we even mentioned it in our longest episodes list, if I'm not mistaken. No, I'm, I, Cause I don't think we've brought it up on this cast before. No, I think this is the first. All right. Well then, let's see. Do I have one of my five that we have not meant, uh, which have not ever been mentioned? I don't know. One way or another, all these movies have sort of been mentioned. They, although I don't think many, any of them have. You know what? Four of these have not made the, the top five lists. I don't think. No. Ah, who knows? Let's just go with it. 1989. Metacritic score, not my lowest on the day, at 32. Hey. Um. That is the lowest one. That's lower than anything I have, although not by as much as you might think. Uh, I have no idea. It, undeservedly low, unquestionably. Michael Richards and Getty Watanabe. 89? Yep. Weird Al and UHF? Correct. All right. 
My clue was after he ran with scissors. So this is this this is about you. It's your pick. But I want you to know I'm so proud of myself right now because this is not written down. I don't have this in Pong. I totally forgot about it. But between Richards and the year, I was able to pull it out. And I'm pretty proud of myself. <laughs> I love that. I love that. By the way, I, I forgot to mention, I do have five picks that I thought you would pick this week. I actually got to all five, that was, and, and that was not one of them. Okay. So I still have four, sort of four and a half. Oh, well, no, I still have five on my list of where, where you went to. Does that mean you actually thought I was going to pick this, or you recognize it from the clue? No, no, no. I'm saying that this was not – this is nowhere written down. I didn't think of UHF. It oh. never even crossed my mind. But just the, the, the clue, I was able to pull it from the clue. This is actually my favorite of my picks um, because you don't really think about it. You don't. It, it, you don't really even have trouble picturing Weird Al like being in a full comedy, but at the same time, then realizing, wait, dude's most biggest acting he's ever done is like three and a half minutes at a time on MTV. Right. You know. Yeah. So Weird Al and UHF. I enjoy this movie quite a bit. I think it's a well-structured comedy. It's zany. It's got sketch bits that are pretty good. It's sort of like. We, we went through Amazon Women on the Moon, but actually having more of a real movie around it. Because right. there's a good, I think there's a good like 10, 12 sketches in this movie, right? There's Conan the Librarian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Stanley Spadowski's Clubhouse. Yep. <laughs> I love UHF. I, I'm just trying to figure out if it's like at the stage where my kids will think, think it's funny or they'll watch it and be like, Dad, what I know you told you keep telling us the eighties was weird, but what is this thing? Right. It might well fall into that category. I don't know. But probably Weird Al, I think, pulled off a pretty decent movie. I don't think his acting range. This is though this is also in my um low acting. I thought he was replaceable. I actually think you could have taken a lot of like like a mid-80s Tom Hanks would have absolutely held that role very, very well, especially with the hair, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I had a ton of fun with Mr. Yankovic. Yeah, it's funny. I looked him up really quick because I feel like has he done a lot of work? Because obviously I don't think of him as an actor by any stretch of the imagination. Um, But it's impossible to go through his number because it says he has 180 acting credits and that's not true. Most of this stuff is like his own stuff or random stuff and parodies and internet things. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so yeah, I, I love this pick. I'm still super happy that I thought of it. And uh, it's the only acting credit that I could think of him deserving. So yeah, I love this. This is great. Nice. And he was on Robot Chicken. Of course he was. Yeah, of course he was. Uh, okay. I'm going to go to, since you went low, I'll go low. I'm not, it's not that low, but this is the lowest in my top five. Uh, came out on December 10th of 1993 with a 38 on Metacritic. December 1983 with a 38. 93? 93. By the way, I'm going to go even further. The five I picked for you, I did not write down any details, so I don't know necessarily the year. But this is might be lining up with one of them. Let's keep going a little. All right, let's give you Maggie Smith and James Coburn. Oh my. <laughs> Maggie Smith in 93. I love James Coburn. Okay. I need the five words, please. Let me sing, Mama. Let me sing, Mama. Is this, um, oh, wait. This is the uh, Sister Act. Sister Act 2. Oh, with, uh, with Lauren Hill? With Lauren Hill. 
Was she okay? Yeah, no, good, good. But she was. Pre, this is pre Fugees, right? Uh, this is pre the Fugees hitting it big. Yes, this was her first acting role, um, which is you know her theatrical debut. She's done like one or two things in general, but I think this was sort of the one. Um, if you think of her as, but I don't think anybody thinks of Lauren Hill and goes, "Oh, actor and singer." I think people go, "Lauren Hill, you know, the singer from the Fugees and the Miseducation of Lauren Hill." Oh, for sure. No, she's. Lauren, yeah, that, that is who Lauren Hill is. Yeah. No, no, de- yeah, no debate. So there was also, Ryan Toby is also in this, who's also a musician who wound up being an IMX and a bunch of other like random boy band stuff who hits a natural E in this movie, which is a musical nerd note, but holy moly. When he, <laughs> when he sings I, When Jesus Walks, it still gives me like shivers to this day. Thing I didn't know is the little freestyle rap that Lauren does in the, like, uh, in the playground was just her freestyling. They were just like, all right, do something. And she did. And that's awesome. Really? Yeah, which is just cool. Uh, look, thirty-eight percent is probably probably pretty close to right. <laughs> like, can I can I fess up something, JT? Sure. I love the Sister Act movies. I don't care that the plot of the second one doesn't really work. It doesn't matter to me. It's it's like I think Sister Act gave us things like Glee and Pitch Perfect, and they're just. It's back. It's sort of reminiscent of the '80s. It's like, nah, that doesn't really work as a story. But we're just making the movie because it's fun to make this kind of a movie and have enjoy, dude. So yes, you literally you're setting me up. It's exactly what I was about to say. Is this a 38? No. Is this a 70? No. Should it be a 50 something? Maybe because it was when it was okay to make family movies. Yeah, this is just a family movie. There aren't scary, weird plot devices. There isn't like an inherent bad guy. The like antagony protagony is kind of weak. Who cares? This movie's yeah. fun. It's funny. Yeah. The characters have agency in the sense that it all kind of makes enough sense to get you from start to finish. There's sound and valid logic. It's not all reasonable, but it's sound and valid. And also singing and dancing and fun and happy. It's a good movie. Don't trash it. Leave Whoopi alone. Don't come for Lauren Hill. It's great. Now, granted, I do want to say as a music nerd, um, she's hard to root for. Because she's had a lot of not so ideal moments, like personally, as far as like how she approaches stuff and certain people. Um, but musically, she is generational talent, like generational talent. Absolutely. Look, the, our podcast is absolutely sits in the the art, not the artist category. Yeah. Because we're talking about the movies, not the people and whatever they stand for. So yeah, putting putting all that aside, like when when her debut album, when her solo album came out. It was like, I thought that to me, that was like, like the Fugees were going to be like, like the police. Like we all, like everybody from the 80s loves the police, but forgets that they really were a small, short-lived act. Yeah. But Sting's now had like a 40-year career. Right. I I swear to you, back when that first album dropped, I was like, oh, we're just, this Lauren Hill person is here to stay. Because she's, because she blends like hip hop culture with pop music and she has a real voice. Like she's talented yeah she's she dude so i'll I'll end with this um there's two amazing music moments one of which i already mentioned which is when ryan toby hits the the natural e which is cool the other one which you know the whole like final scene is amazing and there's no spoilers who cares it's sister act two um but (laughs) there she sings uh eye on the sparrow at the piano it is a 52 maybe second clip it's real. It's like she's shy and she doesn't want to sing. And then she takes the soprano. Oh my God. I mean, be still my heart. It's unbelievable. 
She's so, so talented. And she actually acted well. She had some like drama with her mom and I bought it. You know, it's good. This yeah, is a totally fun yeah. movie and I stand behind yeah. it. Totally agreed. Totally agreed. Yeah, the oh happy day sequence for me is, was 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 my favorite little bit of that movie. That's when he hits the natural. When he hits that one naturally, like that's there's not a lot of people that can do right. that on the planet. And my dude did it like big. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, since we're in the 30s, I'm going to stay in the 30s for my my last lowest ranked per the Metacritic 1996 Metacritic of 31 with Joe Flaherty and Kevin Nealon. Okay. And the the five words were are while he watched wheels spin. Give me the year again. Ninety six. Okay, ninety six. And we have talked about this movie before. Kevin so Nealon. Kevin Nealon. So Kevin Nealon makes me want to go directly into the Happy Madison world. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to think of like, would you give it to Bob Barker? He didn't have a big enough role. Maybe maybe he did. Lee Trevino was also in that movie. He's a golfer. <laughs> Has no speaking lines, therefore cameo. Ah. So Bob Barker technically wouldn't have been a cameo. So I'm going to go with Bob Barker. While he watched Wheels Spin. Wow, Wheels Spin. spin. Wheel. Now I get it. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, Bob Barker. Love that. Uh, so I thought about it for a second. And I was like, well, is he Bob Barker just sort of in a movie as Bob Barker? And then I said to myself, yes. And then I said, but not really, actually. He's in a movie playing a Bob Barker, you know, from like Earth 616 or something. He's not playing <laughs> our Bob Barker. He's he's channeling some other Bob Barker who's ready to throw down with, uh, with Happy Gilmore and talk some smack. And this is one of those, I don't know, generationally, JT, like I, I get we're close enough in, in age, was growing up, TV wise, were you watching like Wheel of Fortune and 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 Price is Right and I don't know Joker's Wild or Card Sharks or any of the, like spin? What was the the lucky No Whammies? What was No Whammies from? Press your luck. Press your luck. Did you watch Press Your Luck? So the last three things you just said, I've never heard of. Like straight up, mm. don't know any of those things. However, when you say Price is Right, I can taste Lipton noodle soup and on my couch home from sick, and it's like like or home from school and it's the best thing ever. Yeah. So you knew like for me, I was an adult seeing Bob Barker. I mean, I was 21, 22, somewhere around there. So for, and I grew up on it when I was a young kid that I would be having, like I'd go after school and stay at my grandparents' house for a while. And we would watch Price is Right and Family Feud and all these seventies and early eighties era game shows, which are totally gone from culture today, which is a, a thing. But Bob Barker, you would never have pictured him being a guy who would then punch Adam Sandler in the face. No, he's literally the, the, the most that he would ever do is a weird eyebrow raise or a shuffle of a microphone. If somebody like guessed something really dumb. Yeah. And so when Bob Barker was on screen, I'm going to tell you as an audience member, that was not only as startling, but it was as funny as anything that you probably enjoyed in something like super bad or whatever was at your, that rate in that moment. It would be like I'm trying to think. It would be like uh, Regis Philbin being in Superbad, being uh, being a jerk, you I, know, or something like that. Can I give you a comp? Yeah, it's when Tom Cruise showed up in Th Tropic Thunder. There you go. There you go. Yeah, that's so, that's great. I and I think he did a good job. 
you know, again, by the way, is, is, I also realized is actually replaceable. There are other, it could have been like Pat Tejak. It could have been Alex Trebek. It could have been a lot of people, but Bob Barker was the best choice of all of those kind of people. I could not agree with that statement more. If any of those people, it would have worked. It would not have worked nearly as well. You know who else would have been good? Actually, either, and I don't know his age at the time, but Andy Griffith could have been a good one. Like as Andy Griffith. The only other one I could think of is like Johnny Carson, but I also just love Johnny Carson. Yeah, but that would have been great too, right? Yeah. An elderly Johnny Carson showing up after retiring from the Tonight Show. Right. And like, and, and, you know, Happy makes a joke about watching him at late night and when you, you know, whatever. He's like, well, let's go have some fun out there, Happy. You know, you could just, and then instead he does like the three, like read my mind, the Karnak. Trick. <laughs> yeah. 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 So replaceable, but iconic. Right. And obviously his caddy in that moment is Ed McMahon. For sure. Obviously. Hey-oh. <laughs> That's what he says when he knocks out Gilmore. You hear Ed McMahon go, hey-oh. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go in uh yeah, I'm going to go this way. I'm going to go with this one first cuz there's two, there's one that I know you're going to that you're going to guess for me and the second one I don't. This one maybe you will. This one you might disagree with actually, but I'm okay with it. April 7th, 1989 with a 62 on Metacritic. April 7th. This is my time, buddy. It sure is. April 7th, 89 with a 62. Does this line up to one of the things I picked for you? It does not. Oh, my gosh. I'm 0 for 3. I'm very disappointed in myself right now. Go on. Uh, let's give you Rene Russo and Wesley Snipes. In 1989? Sure enough. Wesley Snipes in 89. Has this Rising Sun era? I mean, I it's a, think so. It could have been. It's, it's definitely around that time. Uh, what was the other one he did? He did New Jack City. Is it New Jack City? Not New Jack City. Okay. I will give you the five words, which should give it away, but mm. I don't care. I want to do it anyway. Just a bit outside. This is so it's definitely Major League and the cameo in Major League. Is it uh is it Bob uh Euchre? It is. So this is my one sneaky pick. It's Bob Euchre. So Bob Euchre played professional baseball from 1962 to 1967. No. Arguably, by the way, he was trash. Like he batted 200 and had like 74 RBIs and 14 home runs in his career. However, this is a crazy story. I didn't know any of this. So David Ward uh, asked Bob Euchre to play Harry Doyle in the film because Ward remembered that when Euchre was actually a baseball player, he had done a bunch of Miller Lite commercials and he thought he was really funny in those commercials because he was just like a, you know, he's funny. I mean, Bob Euchre's funny. Sure. So what's hysterical is he met Euchre and was like, so I want you to do this role. It'd be really cool. And then found out that he had been the broadcaster for the Milwaukee Brewers for 20 years. He had no idea. That's so funny. <laughs> so, so then he was like, Hey, will you just like come do this? And he's like, yeah, I do this. And he's like, Oh, that's great. It's your job now. Congratulations, Harry Doyle. And then on the set, there's a couple like really funny scenes with like Miller Lite cans, like kind of like randomly placed around him because okay. of that little reference. That, that was a joke that they both had. But what I found out without getting into it, like so much of the stuff that Bob Euchre did in the film was totally just him being Bob Euchre. 
So just a bit outside was totally him. Um, that whole deal when he like was putting Jack Daniels behind his ear, like that was just him. He just improv all that stuff. Really? All of it. Like none of that stuff was none of that stuff was scripted. It was just him being funny and being weird. Like the whole and all the way through the series, the only thing that saves this series in two and three is Bob Euchre was still around. Uh, but he's just hysterical, dude. And like he's not an actor. If you go look at the rest of his acting credits, he was on like Mr. Belvedere for an episode or some nonsense like that. He's on like two or three other stuff. This is it. Oh no, I don't consider Bob Euchre an actor at all. This is a great pick. Yeah. I think it's I think I think it's a wonderful pick that I like. I didn't even think of at all. I'm a little annoyed that I didn't think of it because I know Major League is in the list of movies that go through my little filter when I go through stuff. Yeah, it's, I love this. Good movie. job. <laughs> That's a great pick. That's absolutely. I love it. All right, so we're over three on you, buddy. But we'll see. Uh, <laughs> damn, I was so confident too. I'm like this. This is this is JT's picks. I'm going to tell you them all at the end, especially when they go over five. So. <laughs> 2003 with okay. a Metacritic of six Metacritic of 68. I will give you Edward Norton and Jason Statham. Uh, Edward Norton and Jason Statham in 1990. No, what year? 2003. 2003. Edward Norton, Jason Statham. Uh, you get, you're going to have to give me five words. This is back when he couldn't hear. Back when he couldn't hear. Jason Statham. I can't think of a movie that Jason Statham and Edward Norton have done together. Hard stop. Uh, other than like, nope. I ha- Dude, I have no idea what this is. You like this guy. We've talked about this guy. And I'm going to firmly state that as much as he's now done since, he's still not considered an actor. But what if it... What if we extrapolate a little bit more on the back when he couldn't hear? What do you call it if you can't hear? Is this Yasmin Bay as as most deaf? It sure is. Hard hard disagree. He's an actor. I know. <laughs> I know you're going to go there, but I'm going to fully assert that Italian that he is not actually crossed into like mainstream acting. He gets roles. He's gotten like forty of them. I'm I'm, I'm sticking with where my, my point is here. I think he is at best a that guy actor. At best. Uh, In 40 roles, he hasn't gotten the lead. Uh, that's not entirely true because he shared the lead in Be Kind Rewind with uh, Jack Black. That was I would, I would consider them co-stars, not first and second. Yeah, well, anyhow, I'm going most definitely <laughs> Italian job. Especially because at, at the time, it was it was quite the departure. At the time, zero arguments. You're like, oh my god, it's most deaf. Yeah, hundred percent. And he is not. I mean, again, to give some parallels uh, of of musicians or specifically rappers turned actors, like Ice Cube today is considered an actor. Maybe a good one, not a good one. I don't know. Uh, in fact, it was very funny that other people you brought up today, LL Cool J. Definitely, I mean, 21 years on Law and Order or whatever he's been doing. Yeah. Actor. Mostaf has, at best, okay, fine. He's co-led a pseudo-indie comedy, you know. This guy's still rapper tur- turning? Is he thinning? I don't know. But his performance in the talent job was really good. Really good. He was, he, in that role, I am surprised to be talking about him about 20 years later and not think of him as an actor. 
I still consider him most F the rapper who shows up in movies from time to time. So that is my, so my, my, my pick for Mr. Yasmin. Uh, I, 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 maybe it's hard for me because of how big a deal most F is to me in my life that I like everything he does is a big deal. And so I consider everything he does. Look, I think he was one of the first people I thought of and I immediately went, now nah, that dude acts too much. It, that was just a personal choice. I just went, nah, he acts too much. He, he's got too many credits, too many meaningful credits. You have to be, you have to understand, like, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair, I was very close to putting Jack Black on the list because as much as he has now acted a tremendous amount, like, there was a long time when it was like Jack Black musician acting or trying to act. But then School of Rock, and he, he's done way too much. So I'm not. But back when it was like um, High Fidelity and the, uh, the the one with Will Smith with uh, Enemy, Enemy, Enemy of the State. State. Yep. Back to those two movies, like it was, oh, look, Jack Black's getting some cameo role or some bit parts in movies and he's funny. And yes, his career blew up. So I obviously eliminated them. But again, you're just comparing the difference. So like, that's what I'm saying. Is Chris Rock an actor or a comedian? Well, I, I, we, we agree that comedians, it's too blurry. Right. It's just too okay. blurry. Okay. Fair enough. Right. Like, of, of all, it would be interesting. Like, who are the best acting comedians? Top five right. list for a, for a later date, for sure. All right. I'll, I'll go put that on the list while, while we move on to your choice with, with or without an asterisk. Well, this, no, the, the rest of mine definitely don't have an asterisk. Uh, this one is the one that's going to make you happy, though, because you're going to get this one, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Uh, this is November 8th of 2002 with a 77 on the old Metacritic. November 8th of 2002. Uh, just looking at my list, am I correct that this is Ludacris from the Fast and Furious franchise? No, that's a good guess, though. L- ah, I'm very angry. Luda, I actually, similarly to what I did with Most Def, Luda, I dis- I did not count because he's done, he's got like a weird body of work. Yeah, by which we call a musician's body of work. <laughs> he's, he's got a lot more acting credits than you and I there, fella. <laughs> well, I'm not even a musician. All right, I, I don't know which one you're referencing yet, so keep going with it. I'll give you, how about Taron Manning and Michael Shannon? 2002 with Michael Shannon? Yeah. What's what's Baby Shannon in? He must have been very young. Uh, if, oddly enough, he kind of has always looked like he's the same age as he does now, but yeah, he was younger. <laughs> All right, I, I need five words for this. It's not obvious to me. Careful of mom's spaghetti. Oh, Okay. It's uh, eight mile. Yeah. Yeah. Eminem. Yeah. 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 Eminem doesn't act. You know why this isn't, uh, I know why this isn't in my list and I have to go amend something very quickly, but go on. (laughs) Um, Listen, yeah, I don't really think I need to talk about this a lot. There was some interesting trivia that I found, which basically is just all about all the rap scenes. Eminem was being Eminem. And so he was like improvising his lyrics in real time to screw with the other rappers, which makes me laugh because he's Eminem and he can do that. Uh, Is that true? Like, like the, uh, all the, the rap battle kind of thing. So there's two really interesting things. One is he continually changed his lyrics. Even the ones that were pre-written, like that were rehearsed, he would change them in real time to throw off the other rappers. So they would react in real time. The coolest thing though, which I didn't know this, which I've seen this movie an embarrassing amount of times. Um, So there were 300 extras in that big rap battle scene when he does everybody in the three, one, three, that whole thing. 
Um, So during that time, the extras were all getting super bored. So Curtis Hansen decided to do a freestyle like improv battle for as many of them as they want. And 134 volunteers got 15 seconds in front of a judge panel. And then they chose a couple of them to actually be in the movie and be like people who battled Eminem or battled other people on stage. And they got in and Eminem had promised that he wasn't going to be a part of it and couldn't help himself because a couple of them were good. And so he wound up jumping on stage and like owning people, which is just like the most Eminem thing ever and totally fits with who he is. Uh, as to right. why this is on my list, because I'm 35 and I love hip hop and I'm white. That's why. Because like Eminem was a big deal. Like he is my wheelhouse. And I was really into hip hop way before Eminem was on the scene or at least till I, before I was aware of him. And he was sort of like, uh, like he was the first time that we got it, like invited to the cookout, man. Like it was like, you could be white and be in a hip hop. And I was like, oh my God, acceptance. And then it was game over. And it's a good movie. Like it's, I actually think the 77 is well-deserved. Everybody's really good in it. I don't know how much acting he did again. Cause he was basically playing himself, but he was convincing. Uh, I liked it. I agree. I don't think he needed to do that much acting because he himself is the interesting character. Yeah. He's just interesting. Just go be yourself. Yeah. And, but like the scenes in the bathroom when he's freaking out, what you know, he doesn't actually do like he, he showed some range and some depth is his relationship with Kim Basinger. His mom was, was interesting. The fact that they might have dated is more interesting. Um, yeah, I just, I really, I actually think this movie stands up regardless of where you fall on the Eminem and rap world. Uh, but yeah, I just, I couldn't leave him off. And I really wanted to like, he he probably could have been a Shawshank given my age range, but I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I would say for your age range, he's probably is the Shawshank. That's a, that's a very fair point. Look, I saw it in the theaters, like great movie. Uh, it, it, uh, it's not my wheelhouse, right? It's a, I don't relate to it. I just watched it because everybody's talking about the performance and the writing and like the, the cast is great. No, no Mackay Pfeiffer. I'll say that. <laughs> well done. Can I tell you that for, for about eight, eight, nine months when I would go private room karaoke with friends, uh, lose yourself was a go-to for me. Yeah, I can believe that. And I, and I was okay ish at it. For, for as good as I could be. Hey, listen, you want to know something fun? This is a random. Uh, so the sheet of paper that he was writing Lose Yourself on on the bus was the real sheet of paper he wrote Lose Yourself on because he wrote that entire soundtrack um, in that notebook during filming. That's crazy. And then that that sheet of paper sold on eBay for $10,000. <laughs> That's too bad because these days it'd be an NFT for $4 million. You know what I'm saying, bro? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just go take a picture of that piece of paper, whoever bought it from Eminem. <laughs> All right, I'm switching tones to 19... Which one do I do first? We'll do this one first. 1988, Metacritic score of 76, starring Ricardo Montalban and George Kennedy. Oh, boy, boy. Okay. No idea. That, that's nothing? Okay. Uh, my five words are before he rode a Bronco. Before he rode a Bronco. Uh, well, I don't know anybody who is particularly big in the rodeo scene. So I'm going to assume that Bronco is a football reference, maybe. Uh, before he rode who? Oh, wait. What year is this? 88. Is this OJ? It sure is. 
OJ and the Naked Gun, Fred Norberg. Yeah, I looked this one up and he had a, a bunch of credits and I don't know if any of those movies were actually known or not. So I just stayed away from it. <laughs> he did cameos. He did the other Naked Gun movies. Right. But he actually had a role in Naked Gun and this is 1988, long before right. other things happened. Yeah. Art, not the artist. This is a fun movie. He was a perfect pick in it because he was so like between stoic and clearly not a good actor, but given a part that that needs like a cardboard cutout kind of actor. Yeah. <laughs> and his ability to, to be the fall guy. I mean, basically he just keeps getting hurt like that. His characters do something, get hurt, yep. do something else, get hurt. Like It was just great. There was nothing like it at the time. You hadn't seen an actor I mean, you hadn't seen an actor take that role you hadn't seen cameos of that kind like transcend from there's like oh look they're at a, they're at a, a bar and, and oj's at the bar ordering drinks into he's got a character name and he has a role he, he has lines to read yeah so i really like this again of course um everything else about mr simpson we won't discuss but it was a fun cameo and this is still a great movie yeah, so this this is definitely a generational thing. So I remember him being in those movies. I do like those movies. I remember seeing them when I was a kid, and like you know, everything that that uh, Leslie Nielsen did was hilarious. Like he's like one of the he's like so slapsticky, and he's a great time. Uh, so I this, like I said, I looked at I thought of this kind of, and then looked up OJ, and I was like, he acts a lot, and then I was like, I don't actually, have, I've never seen any of these movies, so I don't know to what extent he was in them or not. And it didn't resonate enough with me to pick it, but it totally makes sense that you would because I imagine it was probably like, it's OJ. And then it's like, oh my God, he has speaking lines. And then you're like, oh my God, he's funny. Right. It, this was a football player acting in a movie. Right. Is what this was. Yeah, Not, yeah. he wasn't like, I don't know how to say it because he was obviously OJ already at the time, but he, he sort of, and he was, I mean, look, he's an iconic football player even before everything went down. He wasn't, you didn't think of OJ that way. Right. Like, he was like any like a Gretzky, like right. like a, like like a Jordan. Like he was just a all star, Hall of Famer, multi whatever athlete, right? Yeah. So it's a great pick. I like it. That's Nordberg. Right. <laughs> I just wanted to say Nordberg a lot. Yeah, that's okay. It's it's a good thing to say a lot. All right, I'm gonna go. This is my last one. This one will not be on your list. Oh, come on. Sorry, buddy. So March 23rd, 2012 with a 68 on Metacritic. 2012, 68. Okay. I'll give you Willow Shields and Donald Sutherland. 2012? Yep. Is this the first Hunger Games movie? It is. Now I've got to figure out who you're talking about, though, because I, I'm not. It's not my my real wheelhouse. I saw I saw it. All of them. I only have it from Donald Donald Sutherland in 2012. By the way, that's that's the whole connection. Um, it's funny. Also, I almost used Donald Sutherland for Italian job. Um, <laughs> who is in this? You ready? Yeah. Lenny Kravitz. Oh. Good pick, JT. Yeah. Good job to you. You stumped me five for five. 
Let me tell you how aggressively proud I yeah. am of this pick because um, I did like the Hunger Games. I read the books, which is rare for me because I'm not a fiction guy. Like it's just not my thing. But it was just such a big deal that I did read the book. So I was actually excited to see the movies. Saw it in theaters with a bunch of my friends. It was a good time. Uh, I, I remember seeing him on screen and going, this is not what Cinna was supposed to be at all. And within three seconds, he kravitzed me. And I was like, I just like Lenny Kravitz so much. Like, there's just, This dude's like the coolest person yeah. ever. Like ever. So like, I just can't get past it. Like he's like Prince, but not as weird. He's like Steven Tyler without mouth stuff. He's like Sting without tantric. He's like Jack- Michael Jackson without creepy things. He's just like the man. The guy wears rugs. And like you're like, yeah, that looks yeah. good. You look good, man. He, he can go from he bed to do. front door, pick up random things, put them on his body, and be like, man, he looks good. Yeah, like if that, like you're just like he, I, the, he really brings that salad spoon to life. Like he's just Lenny Kravitz, man. Like he's just the cool one of the coolest human beings, literally ever. And I actually thought he was really sincere in this role. And it was like even in the in the series, like he played it really, really seriously, and it was crazy like he was broody and quiet but like confident and like aversive like subversive he was really really good i was like oh my god of course you could act you're letting kravitz but what i thought was cool is and this is just like random trivia so uh letty didn't was like really into like researching this because he's obviously he's surrounded by actors all the time because he's ex-wife is one his daughter is one so if you remember his daughter zoe was in x-men first class with j-law and so he went to zoe and said i'm going to be on screen with jennifer a lot how do i do this how like how does she act like he really like reached the researched how to like be with her um which made jennifer lawrence so uncomfortable that she like knew him she just called him mr kravitz the whole time and like his is on record as being like super afraid of this guy because of how cool he is <laughs> and that she just had like a ton of reverence for him um and the other thing that makes total sense is uh he got the role without auditioning because they were like he had a really small part in precious and the director said oh my god lenny kravitz can act and they were like this is your role now and that's awesome now he's cinema and he's definitely i i gotta say I, i'm trying to think i was trying to scramble my brain if you've got a room full of people and lenny kravitz is in the room can you just always assume he's the coolest guy it's like could you, Lenny Kravitz, wait, wait, coolest guy in the room at their coolest age. So it's like a mysterious time warp. But I'll give you two for you Lenny Kravitz or George Clooney. Who is actually cooler? Kravitz. You sure? Well, here's why. Because I would, I would, and as, as we talked about in the last podcast, have walked yeah. up to George Clooney and been like, yeah. you're the coolest guy ever. Lenny Kravitz is so cool that I would literally just spit in the corner and be like, oh my God, that's Lenny Kravitz. Do you see him? You did a <laughs> selfie where you have to like point, like I'm talking about that guy. He's he's almost like, it's weird because I was literally thinking about like, okay, how cool is he? And that's why I was like, okay, Prince is super cool. Sting is super cool. Any of the Beatles are super cool. Like he's the kind of cool where I wouldn't know how to approach him. He's just, you know what I mean? Like Prince like knew you couldn't approach him and that was how he lived his life. I think Lenny Kravitz is probably really cool and down to earth. Every, all signs point to he is. And I still would be like, right. I can't do it. You're just, you're just He's pretty cool. cool. All right. Good pick, buddy. My last pick could not be a less cool person. There's no way anyone's <laughs> cool. ever called this person cool. I just have to assume. 1990, Metacritic score of 58. Okay. 
starring Courtney Vance and Sam Neill. I know who both of them are, but nothing is remotely coming to mind. While he became a senator. While he became a senator. So the only thing that I can think of is Jesse Ventura. Not Jesse Ventura. So this one, I actually thought he was a senator while filming. He was not. He was a lawyer and became a senator right around this moment. But he was, at this point, just actually a lawyer involved in Washington and all that kind of stuff. But was never an actor, though he has had multiple parts. So Yeah, I mean, the only other person I could even think of, it doesn't make any sense time-wise, is Al Franken. So I have no idea who this is. No, it's Senator Fred Thompson, who played Admiral Painter in Hunt for Red October. He was well-known, and this is where, again, I touched the line a little bit. He was the DA in many episodes of Law and Order. He's like a big, heavyset guy. He's from, it was either Wisconsin or Minnesota. Uh, he plays like authority figures in stuff. He's but this was his. Hold on. Senator Fred Thompson. Senator, You'll recognize him right away. That's why I'm, I'm pulling him up because Law and Order back, back then, my mom used to watch Law and Order, which means I used, oh, this guy was a senator? When he was on Law and Order, he was either a lawyer or a senator, or possibly both, depending on which season it was. At no point was he an actor. No way. Ran for president. Really? In the 2008 election, he was one of the Republican uh, candidates before was it McCain uh, ended up getting the nod. And, and Fred Thompson introduced McCain at, I think, the RNC that year. This is fascinating because I'm looking at his, his like list of acting and I know him from lots of this stuff. He was in Days of Thunder. He was in Die Hard 2. Yep. I remember him from being in um, Secretariat for sure. Yeah, sure. And now if you think about it as an acting position, he always basically played the same guy because he's kind of a lawyer, authority figure, senator kind of guy. Yeah. Interesting. This is a very interesting pick. He's uh, he's very recognizable. His size, his physical size is like a thing that I bet got him roles. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. And he can play that like that. If that I mean, if that guy were to walk in the room and be like, stand up, Jeremy. I'd be like, oh, 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 yeah. OK, here I go. You know, he could he could easily be an admiral in Hunt for Red October. Yeah, I'm going to listen to that dude. Basically anything he says ever. I loved watching this guy go like. I can't explain to you when I found out once that he was a senator. I think it's actually was from Law and Order. I think one time in the credits, it had like an and Senator Fred Thompson. I was like, oh, is that like the bad guy? Because, you know, the famous person's always the bad guy. Right. And no, no, he's the DA or or, or prosecutor, whatever the title was at the time. Fascinating. Uh, I, yeah, he's a great voice, too. He also has one of the best lines in this whole movie. And I went to find the exact quote. I ran out of time, but it's this whole like. This thing will escalate. It will escalate out of our control and people will die or something like that. And I just, I, I wish I had the quote committed to memory, but everything about him in this movie, I love. That's great. I, I, I just thought he was an actor. So today I learned that Fred Thompson was actually not an actor, but a senator and lawyer who acted sometimes. That's great. There you have it. All right, sir. I think that means it's pong time. But before we do that, I want you to tell me what you thought I would have. It might step on Pong, but that's okay. 
and then I, there's one that I can't believe you didn't have in your top five. I, I genuinely cannot believe it, but you go first. Okay. So I deliberately did not put any of these in my list, nor my Pong, just because I thought they'd be in yours. Perfect. So none of them are. Actually, one of them is in my Pong, just in case. So the five that I had for you were Lady Gaga and Star is Born. Never saw that version because I've seen other versions of it, and I just don't want to. Same. <laughs> I thought you would say Jordan and Space Jam. So literally, that's my my very first Pong. Okay. I, I just figured that was your wheelhouse. Whereas for me, that was a pretty not so good movie with lots of fun people doing fun things in it. Yeah, it's a kid movie. It's a kid movie, right. But it's it's not a great like continuity script kind of plot kid movie. It, like, it doesn't make much sense. No, it's terrible. Um, when I was 11 and I loved it. <laughs> right. No, that's why I thought it would be yours. I thought 11-year-old you watching my, watching all-star Michael Jordan do a movie with Bugs Bunny would have been like the coolest thing ever to 11-year-old Random JT. side note, almost made my best soundtracks list. That is a great soundtrack. Fair enough. I'm actually, I want to see the reboot of this. I think it, I think it could, it's like, it's a kind of movie that should be fun and really good. Yeah, I agree. And I hope they do that. All right. That was, so Lady Gaga, MJ. I thought you would have, again, just generationally, I thought you would have done Aaliyah in Romeo Must Die. So uh, thought of it, and she's in Pong because I, I loved Aaliyah. But yeah, she's another one where, unfortunately, okay. her life was cut short. She would have actually just been an actress. Eventually, yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure, because she was on that track. Um, Ludacris, obviously, I thought was for sure. Um, oh, I have down, you're going to guess that I, sorry, this is before I get to my fifth. Right here is my note that says JT is assuming I will have Rowdy Rowdy Piper. I, I didn't, but I wish I did. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fifth one, uh, I'll, I'll go straight to my first Pong entry then, is 1997 with a Metacritic of 67. And the words are, it's my movie. Hey, now. 1997. Hey, now. I don't know. Private parts. Oh, he's definitely not an actor. And how did I not think of that one? That's a really very good one that I'm sad I missed. So that was my, my misses with you, sir. What was the one you were so sure? I, I, I wish I could give you dates or anything. I literally didn't even write it down because I was so sure that you were going to, that it would be in there, but I will give you a quote from it. Cause I can quote the movie. Um, okay. Surely you can't be serious. I have busting his buns every night. Okay, so I'm, this has got to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar from Airplane, right? Absolutely. It was the last one that didn't make my top five. That, it, it, like, literally not in Pong because I was like, Jeremy's got this one covered. He just has to. No. First, it was, my, it was an actual first Pong okay, entry. Okay, fair enough. Uh, all right, I will go with my first Pong entry then. 1999 with a 62, the quietest role ever played. Nineteen ninety nine, quietest role. Someone played Charlie Chaplin. As quiet, sort of, sort of, or or Helen Keller or something. This is what, what is it? A lot of smore set as God in Dogma. Uh, <laughs> that's a good pick, actually, and that was a fun movie. All right, nineteen eighty six, Metacritic of fifty, not space, but acting oddity. Nineteen eighty six, not space but acting oddity. Mm, the space thing I'm stuck on, it makes me want to go space balls. I can't think of anybody who's in space balls, so I have no idea. Labyrinth. Bowie? Starring David, yeah. 
Space Oddity. Right. Bowie was in a lot of movies, wah, wah, though. Wah. Mm, this was like this and uh, the magic one, the prestige were the, were the two real roles he took. Okay. That's fair. And no, no one here is like saying actor slash musician, David Bowie. Nobody's saying that. I'll, that's true. But also that's because Bowie's like transcendent, but I, I, I do approve of the pick. I'm just, I was just asked. I'm just saying. All right. Fine. <laughs> uh, let's do 2007 with a 45%. Then. I actually just wrote, she acts a lot, huh? Because after I looked it up, I was like, oh, she's in a lot more roles. But if I had, let's see if I can do five on the fly. Um, Girlfriend Sniper ends up rapper. Whoa. What year? 2007. Girlfriend Sniper ends up acting? Ends up rap. Ends up rapper. Ends up Uh, I got nothing. So I actually like this movie, and I think it's underrated at 45. It's Smoking Aces. And Alicia Keys and Common are both in this movie. Common is just an actor at this point. Alicia Keys, I was like, she's not an actor. And then I went and looked. I'm like, oh, I guess she's done a lot of movies. She's not an actor. I don't think so either. So Alicia Keys. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Common is fully transcended to acting status. So 1988, Metacritic of 38. Acting wasn't hot 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 oh this is a fun clue and i just can't think of who that would be uh david johansson aka buster poindexter in scrooge in scrooge that's great uh, that's a really good one uh 2005 with a 73 don't steal his tiger uh is this mike tyson in the hangover yeah it is I, I had this in Ponga originally, and then I was trying to figure out, like, was it just Cameo or not? And I, and yeah, I, I just pulled out a Pong. I had it originally in my list for you, and then I was like, no, because he's going to think of it too small a role. So, That's right. 1992, Metacritic score of 39, which is lower than I thought it would be, although I don't think it's actually a great movie. Wanted to act with somebody. Uh, wanted to act with somebody. Oh, <laughs> if this is Whitney Houston, that is one of the greatest clues of all time. That's the one. That is so good. And now I've got want to dance with somebody stuck in my head, and I'm not sad about that either. Everybody does. Everybody listening to this podcast right now is humming in their heads that they want to dance with somebody. You're going to have to listen to the whole thing to get that out of your heads, everybody. And the movie, of course, was The Bodyguard. Oh, sorry, Bodyguard, right. Uh, okay, let's do oh, – this is an easy one. Uh, 1994, a 54 on Metacritic, a sports movie from my college list. Rudy? Blue Chips. Penny Hardaway or Shaq. Penny Hardaway's in Blue Chips, yes. 1992, Metacritic of 67. There's no singing in baseball. Madonna? In? Uh, League of Their Own. That's right. So, Although she was technically in another movie before this. So I admitted her from the list because she actually got like – a decent amount of a credit. What was the Don't Cry For Me Argentina movie? Oh, Evita? Yeah. She wasn't great in that. No, like, no, it's a bad movie, but like it was like she was, again, Madonna and Bowie are similar to me, which is they're clearly not actors because of how big their other career is, but I do think they've done a lot. They they have a body of work where you could go, I mean, they act. Yeah, I mean, to me, Madonna's had three major roles, Evita, this, and Desperately Seeking Susan. Right. And Evita was the one that's like more of the actual like full on lead role. The other two, they, they she has much much smaller parts. So what about like Cher? 
Cher for Moonstruck would have been a good pick. Well, but she but she was also in the Elephant Man. She also yeah. has a definite role in the in the reprise of Chicago with with um, Christina Aguilera. Yeah, Cher uh, would again. I think we're naming people that most people are not going to say actor slash musician Madonna. Nope, I, or, right. I agree. Uh, okay, let's do 1998 with a 64 on Metacritic. Uh, got punked playing one on one. Got punked playing one on one. All I'm thinking is like uh, Dave Chappelle's Prince playing basketball. So it's clearly not that. What is it? So this one actually could have been in my top five, but uh, with great respect to our friends at The Ringer, um, this movie comes up all the time with them. So this is Ray Allen and he got game. And there's a really cool story about how Ray Allen's supposed to crush Denzel Washington in one-on-one. And so they're just like, hey, listen, you know, Ray, take it easy. Den's not really going to play. And then Denzel like went at him. But for the first couple points, <laughs> Ray Allen like wasn't doing anything. And then Denzel continued to go at him. And Ray Allen was like, no, this isn't going to work. And then like went back at him. And it's like a fun little thing that made it in the movie. Nice. Uh, 1987 Metacritic of 45 between The Ring and Governor. Between the ring and governor, uh, governor again, Ventura or Jesse Ventura? Jesse Ventura. Do you know the movie? No. <laughs> the Running Man with Schwarzenegger. Did you ever see that one? No. This is. I, I want to see it. Watch it to see if it holds up. My guess it probably doesn't. But super fun action movie from the eighties and Jesse the Body Ventura again. The same level of like Bob Barker showing up on screen. You're like, that's a wrestler guy. Right. And actually he has lines and is fun to watch. I mean, it's camp, but right. it's an 80s Schwarzenegger movie. So of course it's camp. Yeah. I was going to say you, yeah, camp and Schwarzenegger basically go hand in hand. Um, let's do 2018 with a 61% on the old Metacritic. Oh, no, no. What's the name? I have no idea what that was. That's Rihanna. She was in Ocean's 8. Oh, you know, I didn't see Ocean's Eight. I heard just mediocre things, and I like all the people. Sometimes when I like a cast and I hear the movie's bad, I don't want to see it. It's it is highly watchable if you walk into it knowing exactly what it's supposed to be. Okay, fair enough. Nineteen eighty-seven with a Metacritic score of forty-five. Survey says eighties action villain. Survey says, uh, yeah, you lost me. It's Richard Dawson from the original Family Feud. Oh. Also in The Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> this time as the villain. Nice. Uh, let's do 2011 with a 45%. Maybe his real dad. 2011. Oh, uh, I feel like I know what this is going to be. Someone shows up and he's like, they've been like joked that it was someone's father. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right there, dude. Oh my goodness. And now I'm stuck because all I'm thinking about is one of the ones I didn't put in my left, which was Brett Favre. Favre. And there's something <laughs> about Mary. So it's not that. What is it? Uh, this is Keith Richards in Pirates of the yes. Caribbean. Yeah. Oh, yes. Good one. Okay. Um, 1986, Metacritic of 49. I don't know if you know this movie or not. Versus Tom Hanks, not great. I have no idea. How much you finished? Not great, but good. 
Good enough. Good enough. Uh, yeah, I'm just... Alexander Goodenough, the actor, <laughs> the former um, uh, uh, ballet. What's 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 not a ballerina? The whatever the male ballerina is called. Ballet. Ballet. Ma- male ballerina. <laughs> I think there's another term, isn't there? I don't know. Anyhow, Alexander Goodenough was uh, in Money Pit, which is a movie I enjoy. And then he went to do Die Hard, and then he died really young. Oh, that's sad. I did know he was – I did I did like Money Pit. Money Pit, I remember. I couldn't pick him out of a crowd, though. Um, let's do – this one's kind of silly, but it made me laugh. 2004 with a 55 on Metacritic. From rubber to steel bracelets. From rubber to steel bracelets. What year? It's <laughs> 2004. From rubber to steel bracelets. I don't know. I I, I'll, I I just keep wanting to name Fast and Furious movies just in case. But what is it? I'm irrationally proud of that that little from rubber to steel bracelets. So this was Lance Armstrong who was in Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> and he had those That's... stupid bracelets, and then he got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And went to jail. <laughs> That's a fun one. And he does the. It's like the Bob Barker one, right there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. 2007 with a Metacritic of 88. Whoa. Movie career fell kind of slowly. 88 movie career fell kind of slowly. What year? Uh, 07. 07 fell kind of slowly. This is an 88. This is like a good movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. In 2007. Oh, this is going to make me sad. I don't know. So this is a hard, might be a hard guess. The movie is Once. Oh, and the, Glenn Hansford? Uh, Glenn Hansard. Yeah. And he also had done the commitments, and he's the lead in both. And in both cases, though, he's just not an actor. He's, he's a music, music he's a like, real music guy. Yeah, no, that's, a, that, that's actually really good, and he would have made my list because I love that movie. Uh, let's do 1998 with a 71. Slaps the bass for nothing! Well, the movie is... Uh, uh, I love you, man. No, it's not. Oh, it's not. Nope. It's the slaps the bass thing. That's, but that I, I'm combining the cl- that's the clue about who it is, and the fun. Nothing is the movie. You need to guess. Um, that's that's making me feel like it's Steve Carell. Fair, but no. But no, like doing the for nothing line. Uh, uh, so it's one of it's. Paul, is it one of the? Is it the? Uh, what's them all going to hell movie? Uh, the end of the world. Uh, this is nineteen ninety eight. You for- oh, 98. Yeah. Oh. At world's end would have actually been a fun pick because they're all actually being actors. Right. You know what I mean? Oh no, I don't know, man. You're gonna get me again. So slapping the bass is who the person is, which is Flea, and he was a nihilist in The Big Lebowski. Oh, Flea was also in Back to the Future. Really? Part three, at least, if not part two. No, part two. Part two and three. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah. He's one of, uh, right, right over there with uh, Baby Zane is one of the crazy henchmen folks. Oh, good old Baby Zane. Yeah. My last pick, no Baby Zane for this one. 1984, Metacritic of 39. This is definitely my lowest Metacritic average episode. For sure. Hands down. And my favorite five words that I came up with, up there with, want to attack with somebody. I just wanted to get that back in your head in case you had somehow gone over Whitney Houston in your head. Now it's back. Thank you. But I'll try to replace it with like an Englishman on Arrakis. Oh, this isn't doing anything to me. 
I thought the Like an Englishman. Like a version? In, no, no, different song. Oh, this might not be as much your wheelhouse. So the movie is Dune, and the actor is Sting. Uh, yeah, I didn't see Dune. This is the old Dune. It's it's not good, but it's definitely cult classic. And Sting is awesomely bad in it. Like right. it's why we don't see Sting as an actor. <laughs> Fair. But he's so much fun to watch because you know you're seeing Sting in a crazy suit trying to play like this bad guy. Yeah. All right. I'm. Uh, I, I take your word for it. Uh, here's my last one. 1992 with a 60. Is the squeeze worth the juice? That's the name of the movie. Who is in Juice? Oh, it's a kid. Well, is it is it uh, Tevin Campbell? No, it was Tupac Shakur. Oh, baby Tupac. Am I thinking the right movie? There's a movie about like like a high school kid. Well, it's, uh, I don't, to be honest, I don't know if I remember if they were in high school, but they were like, um, oh no, they were because they were like teenagers. Yeah. So they're in high school and it was him and uh, Omar Epps are the two mains. And they're like trying yeah. to, they're trying to like, you know, gain power, money, power, respect. If you, if I could use a, a locks quote. <laughs> no, I saw this movie. I, um, I forgot about, I forgot. Actually, no, I had thought about Tupac a while back in the, the list making, but realized I wasn't familiar enough with the movies he was in yeah, to right. make a real comment. Yeah, that's right. Uh, okay. That is the list. This was fun. Um, and that means that we have to pick something for next week and it's my turn. It is absolutely your turn. So I hope you got something good for us. JT, what you got? Yeah, no pressure, dude. Jeez. Uh, I, I do. <laughs> I have what I actually think is a lot of fun specifically because I think the generational thing will be uh, interesting. Top five movies that you wish you could have seen in theaters when it premiered. Ooh. So it's me in a little time machine box, isn't it? And me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this Man, is amazing. I this is this is fun. Cause they, they, this is fun. because I've already got one that, that I don't think you'll ever guess. So this is because <laughs> there's like a, what I like about the safety, there's like a bit of a personal element in this, oh, right? Big like, time. Big time. And there there's some stuff you're going to assume I saw in theaters that I did not. Uh likewise. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, because you you were like four, so. No, there might be some stuff <laughs> that you think I've seen in theaters that I did not. Well, 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 we'll just have to see who's seen more what. I I don't know where that's going. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to talk about that. It's a great pick, buddy. It'll, it'll be fun. All right, everybody, as always, thank you for joining the Little Fight Time. Please go on to I wish that I could fly into the sky so very high Just like a dragonfly I'd fly above the trees